Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Maggie Hewitt. And I think... Uh, we're getting punished this week. Why? Because the newsletter is so bad and boring. You know what I think the punishment was? That it was so good and cool and I liked everything in it. And really? there was nothing like freaky or weird. See, yeah, I agree with all of that. But I don't think that that's good for our brand or the readers of Goop. I know, being like the third party looky-loos who mock Goop for attention or whatever. That yeah, they say in their, and in like their... there's nothing crazy about this whole newsletter. Well, there were a couple of weird things. Little tidbits here and there, but after the last few weeks, like, oh, hi, this is quite a come down. Well, but the Goop world has been having its fair share of drama. Absolutely. I, yeah, I understand why they're probably trying to lay low for a little while yeah they're like they need to regroup and they're gonna come out swinging i hope so i hope that they haven't been scared off permanently I, they can have been because this is their whole brand is to like court controversy i guess so so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about goop has been at war with this online gynecologist named dr jenny I mean, she's not just an online gynecologist <laughs> she's, a, she's a gynecologist with a blog she's canadian yeah what is her blog called Doctor, I think it's just like drgunter.tumblr.com. I don't know. But she's like, okay, so she wrote some article about how jade eggs are bad for you. And it got passed around. This was after Goop obviously started selling their jade eggs. Then Goop came out against her. Then she came back against Goop. Then Goop published this long thing a couple of weeks ago that was just their doctors, or two of their doctors, one of whom was male, telling her what an idiot she is and she doesn't understand the scientific method and all this. Yeah, a doctor that has nothing to do with jade eggs. He is uh, an anti lectin activist. Yeah. Well, and I guess she had like one sentence in her. Um, her like tirade about goop about that his like anti-lectin stance wasn't based in science and then he freaked out on her i know and um she i don't know but then it turned out in my fact checking i found one lie in the one fact that i checked sure and then she was like all of these articles that you're referencing were published in like bullshit pseudoscience that that was yeah because magazines wherever they publish journals yeah journals yeah because he said oh you know all all of my studies have been uh published in reputable medical journals and i like i've you know have a you know a wide range of like test subjects or whatever and she was like no like these these journals i think I mean, she didn't say that they were like published by you, but it was like in his little cadre of alternative doctors. Yeah, which, yeah. So when she came out, she came out hard this week against Goop and against the article. And the um, 
That makes perfect sense to me because you can tell that it's total fucking bullshit. And she's also like, you're getting money. You got like $500,000 or something from yeah. some from Big Pharma. Yeah, that was the thing. I didn't really understand. She accused him of getting money from Big Pharma. Um, but I didn't know the details of like what, who, what uh, companies are giving him money and why his. So like his whole thing is there are these certain proteins on certain vegetables that he claims are like poisoning you from the inside mm-hmm. because ancient humans didn't eat them or whatever. Uh, and so if you're eating like tomatoes without peeling the skin or like beans without cooking in pressure cooker or like quinoa and stuff that you're basically slowly poisoning yourself. Very slowly. Very. Yeah. Like, mm, like you might shave off a few days at the end of your life. Like you would have to live an additional like hundred years to like get poisoned. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, but it's, he's yeah out on his own little Island and I guess his books that he writes about it are pretty, uh, lucrative because I, I think so many people are just excited when like a new doctor comes out with something basically saying like, this is why you're fat. Cause this is, this is what everything comes down to with goop and all the people that read goop is yeah. they just want to lose weight or like you get your skin looks bad. Or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another one. Cause you know, I always go back to Jennifer Lopez and I'm sorry about it, but that was like, she's the first person I ever heard of who, who didn't eat nightshades oh. and she was pre and then I've always said she's the real Gwyneth Paltrow. She's yeah. more Gwyneth Paltrow than Gwyneth Paltrow, but nobody knows it or thinks of her that way, hmm. but she is. But, um, I feel like she's been doing this for years and it's like, who was telling her about it? Yeah. Did she, what does this kooky doctor before he got on goop? Was he? Well, no, cause he was, I don't know, but he, he was, his story is he was like a cardiologist for years. And then I forget something caused him to have like a midlife crisis or whatever. Or maybe his him being paid off by big pharma. Maybe that's it. But now he's like, he moved to Palm Springs and he just treats rich people and tells them like, yeah, not to eat nightshades, but maybe Maybe J-Lo was a client. Or I feel like J-Lo is way smarter than she, her like public persona is. Yes. And I, I, I could actually imagine her like reading medical journals. Yeah, but is she reading like alternative health medical journals? I bet she reads all of that. Or she has an assistant like give her like the daily rundown of like what's published in the different journals. About like dermatology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like stuff that like pertains to her brain. Well, I think everything. Because she's also one of the first celebrities that I heard about that like doesn't drink at all not because she's like an alcoholic but just because it like is bad for your body yeah for your skin for it's your all skin, about yeah. your skin and she looks so good yeah um yeah she truly was Gwyneth before Gwyneth was Gwyneth she's the real Gwyneth um but I and I think she if she did want to do like a lifestyle brand I feel like she's a big enough celebrity even though she's not like a major movie star anymore uh but I think people would buy into her brand it they would but for me Jennifer Lopez is like maybe just because of like when what she was like when I was like growing up it's like her brand is very like glamour and like champagne yeah. and like all this like like even though she doesn't drink it's like it feels very like fun and like glamorous party thing. she'd have to pivot a little bit yeah Gwyneth has all well she was from just like basic famous person you don't know to being like total like health like this is yeah. all like this is Gwyneth's whole thing. Well, and even before she started Goop, her her brand was sort of like perfection, just even like yeah, the perfection yeah. of her beauty, like her her taste, like the movie projects. Like she was never in like a well, country strong, but like mm-hmm. in, early in her career, she she picked very good projects. She was like groomed by Harvey Weinstein. She did a lot of like period pieces and yeah. she was always like high class. Yes, that's even true. when she was very young. Um so I feel like it was a logical extension of her brand, but like that, that sort of conspicuous consumption brand that JLo 
had earlier in her career is yeah. totally out of style now. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if she was to come back as a lifestyle guru. She'd have to have a little bit of that to make it like fun. Yeah. But sh- she would have to pivot somewhat. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I think she could. I think any woman who's like over 40 in Hollywood can and be looks like, good. And looks good can be like, let me, t- let me share with you and become like an earth mother and everybody will listen to them. Totally. Yeah. I just think it's when these actresses try to do it too young, like when a Jessica Alba or a Blake Lively or a Kate Hudson do it, people don't take them seriously. But wait till they're in their 40s or 50s, and then I think you automatically have some, like, gravitas. Yeah. Um, I feel like Lauren Conrad is, like, like, only that. But she's not even, like, an actress. No, she's only a famous person. And she's literally only a famous person to people who are, like, between the ages of, like, 28 and 32. Yes. <laughs> and I just make it. Yeah, I'm a little too... I didn't even watch that. Sh- the What is it? Hills? The Hills? Yeah. yeah. Well, See, she was... First, she was on Laguna Beach, oh, okay. and then she was on The Hills. But, I mean, The Hills is definitely what yeah, she's yeah. famous for. Um, wow. Well, we really went off topic a little bit. But that's okay, because we have lots to talk about. Well, we're on topic. Yeah. We're talking about women. We're talking about beauty. We should reach out to J-Lo and see if we can get in on the ground floor with her I know. Lifestyle brand. Hey, let us, if you... We can be your consultants. Just say, like, if you're planning on releasing a newsletter, please let us know. We want an advanced copy. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, let's uh let's talk about these uh these articles this all week. All right. Well, th- this was a fun one. A little bit, just a very calm, relaxed. Yeah. Back to basics. Back to uh, a lot of travel recommendations. A lot of recipes. It was as if all the alternative health barely existed. I think I feel like they, their lawyers are telling them. Oh or something. yeah, you, yeah, I, yeah. They they're watching what they say. I'm worried that it's going to be a while before we get another crazy pants thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like they're like they're so they can't help themselves. Donald though. Trump yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. They can't help it, and also they know it's bullshit. Gwyneth Paltrow 100 percent knows it's bullshit. Yeah, I think. Well, I think she's like us or like me that I I don't think it's 100% bullshit. I probably think it's like 90% bullshit. But I also feel like if you go in with a clear mind, it's sort of harmless. But I guess there's these people that take everything too far. I don't know. I just feel like that's why I have a hard time getting on board with like Dr. Gunter thing. Because I was like, first of all, no one's ever really died from toxic shock from a jade egg. And second of all, like... Yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. So it's just... It just seems like over the whole thing just seems totally overblown. I just think it's like a waste of money. It's like another way that like people sure. get money out of women, and it's like if anything, this is going to harm you instead of help you. Just so you know. Yeah. And then when she points that out, they were just so fucking. They were so defensive, about it. <laughs> like, so yeah. mean, and like. Yeah, totally it, it really. Uh, I mean, I guess at some point they they couldn't just totally ignore it, but this. <laughs> They this, easily could have ignored it and it would be gone. Like, it, no one would be talking about it anymore if they just didn't respond to it. You're probably right. But I guess they, I mean, maybe we're giving them too much credit, but they must, they, they obviously like courting controversy. Yeah. And they knew, I don't know if they realized that having a male doctor respond to her in such a harsh, aggressive tone would have backfired. And like patronizing. Yeah, super patronizing. Like, he seems, I mean, again, last week I did say, like, it's a beautiful piece of writing, and I stand by that. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's a much better writer than Dr. Gunter is. You think? Yeah, but uh, but it was, like, extremely patronizing it was and, and douchey. It and was sexist. Super sexist. Anyway. Okay. All right, what was your best of this week? Okay, my best, you are not going to believe it. Mm. It's a travel guide. Whoa! I know, because I always hate those, yeah. but I picked the Moroccan guide. I think I know why. You do? 
because it was a different format. It made sense. It wasn't just like you click on a bunch of shit. This was like, here's a week in Marrakesh. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you're right. You're right. Because I could, because usually when I click on it, I like, remember that time I was like, oh, that was my worst of the week because it was just a bunch of hiking trails. And you were like, oh, you didn't click through the travel guide to yeah. see everything else. And I said, no, I didn't. So <laughs> this one this, you didn't have to do. I that. didn't have yeah. to. But, but I will say I only got to like day two and I was telling Brian, like, let's go on vacation. Let's go to Morocco. But let's only go for two days because once I got past day two, I was like, I'm sick of Morocco. Well, it like, seemed like a lot of desert. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of like the market, and it's like, okay, like I love that shit. I love like Moroccan stuff. I was telling, saying like how when I was a little girl, my dream was always that I was like um, a Sephardic Jew from Morocco. Oh, yeah. Instead of an Ashkenazi Jew from Russia, but um, whatever. Yeah, imagine um, if uh, Fiddler on the Roof took place in Morocco. It would be mean, a lot sexier. Oh God, it would have been so fucking cool. Anyway, you can't always get what you want. I am what I am. Um, but is that a Mal Clooney? Is she Sephardic Jew? Oh, uh, I don't know. She that's just seems like what I imagine Sephardic Jews to look like. I don't even I don't know really. Yeah. I just know that, and I used to get like Sephardic Jew stuff. Like Sephardic Jews have that um, symbol, and it looks like an upside down hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with like a little stone in the palm. I used to wear one of those. Oh. I was into it. <laughs> Very exotic. Um, I won't. Yeah. Um, but I'm also I just I love like the tiles and the market and the like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of like stuff with lemon on lemons yeah stuff a lot of preserved lemon zatar sumac this is my thing yeah. and I love it and I want to go there so bad tagine oh yeah tagine mm-hmm. uh yeah Morocco's never been a place where I've like really wanted to go yeah um I also think like it's not a very well. It's not a very gay friendly place. I don't think. Oh, it's not. And and maybe like certain like Marrakesh maybe is. I don't know. It seems I would be a little hesitant. Yeah. Uh, that's why I also like never want to go to the Caribbean because really like Jamaica is like extremely homophobic. And but I feel like Jamaica. I feel like there are like gay resorts and stuff not in Jamaica. Maybe no? in like the Bahamas and stuff. Mm, but yeah. I don't know. It might be my own preconceptions, and I'm not completely correct. But it, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I did love the. F- format of this travel guide and I think they should do it more often I think it's because it was in uh conjunction with that site black tomato and that's what I I rolled my eyes at the black tomato (laughs) it does seem like it's stupid but yeah just to have like a weekly plan and things to do every day um and then they sell that package like so you can do all the stuff like yeah from black tomato oh that if I had that amount of money to spend on vacation. I don't know. I love planning vacations, but I could see if you're like going on so many vacations that you don't. Cause if I go on a vacation, I like will plan it for like years. Cause like I don't go on vacation very often. Oh, I never. But, uh, if I was going on vacation a ton, yeah, I would entrust them like black tomato to like figure out an itinerary for me. Yeah. Or I just think if it's like in a foreign country, if, if they, kn- that I've never been yeah, to, yeah. if they're like, here's a list of things and you can rearrange it and like switch things out and like, you know, whatever. Yeah, as long like, as it's not like a bus tour. It. No, I'm mean, black tomato is like, it's cool. Yeah. Well, that they're the ones who also did her Iceland trip with her kids. Yeah. I, cause I'm going to be in Iceland for about 12 hours. Oh, so get out, break out that goop. Guy. Yeah. I'm going to try to at least do one goop approved thing while I'm in Reykjavik. You got to, um, which I'm excited about. Uh, the other thing that Morocco makes me think of is, if any of our listeners also watch Real Housewives of New York, which I'm sure some of you do, it's yeah. um, when Luann fell off a camel. Is <laughs> ex- it's, that's like my 
best memory of Morocco that I've never been to. That's probably what's going to happen to me on my black yeah. tomato vacation. <laughs> I'm not really going to go on. Uh, well, I really had a struggle finding a best of. I was sort of down on this whole uh, newsletter. So I actually chose a dress, which is very... Did? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that so is weird. So we, we didn't really talk about this uh, when the Goop edition or Goop label edition 11 came out. As people know, you know, Goop has their own clothes and they come out with a few pieces every month. This month is a sleeveless floral dress. It's black with um, like beautiful sort of abstract flowers on it. It's so gorgeous. Gwyneth, of course, is the model. Yes. I love uh, how, you know how like in catalogs, they'll say like the model's measurements and size. Uh-huh. They do this and it's Gwyneth, but oh they're like God. model is 5'9 with 33 inch bust, 23 inch waist, 34.5 uh, hips, wearing size 4. Like, she, um, you know that she yeah. like sent them that information. She has to. Um, but yeah, no, it's a gorgeous dress. If you have $800 to spend, uh, do it. It's pretty. Um, yeah, and I thought, like, so much of the Goop label stuff is very, I mean, it's all obviously well-made, and it's very, but it's very, like, basic. This seemed like there's a little flair to it. It has some style. Well, it's usually, like, um, yeah, basics, but then also, like, very um, hard to wear. Like, didn't they have those, like, like giant black overalls or something? Yeah, they've had black overalls. Last month they had just, like, a weird caftan. Uh, it yeah. is, like, I mean, if you live... West of the 405, it's probably pretty normal to dress like that. Yeah. Uh, but for the rest of us, yeah, I'm it is. I'm not going to walk around. Oh, they were like coveralls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I'm not going to walk. I would look crazy. Yeah, those coveralls. Um, but this, I mean, this is like a statement. But if you have, you know, a wedding to go to in the Hamptons or something. Yeah, it's a nice, um, it's a nice And it has slits up the side so you can dress. open up one side. Or they said like you can open up both sides if you're being sassy. What? And like, you know how, so there's like a slit on the side, but there's yeah. a slit on both sides. And oh. I guess you can open them up. Open them up? <laughs> like, so you can just. Are they, do they close? <laughs> well, yeah. So like you can make it into like a conservative dress. Wait, you, you can close them? Yeah. How do uh, you close them? Un, I don't know. It's like buttons or something. Undo the neck and thigh high side slits and pair with Birkenstocks for day. Then button up and swap in heels. So yeah, button. Swap in heels for a gown effect. Ooh. So you can open and close those slits. Damn. Ladies. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and it's paired. I love anything that's paired with Birkenstocks. Now that both mm-hmm. of us are Birkenstock owners. I know. And mine came from Goop. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, fancy. Thanks. Um, cool. So, what was your worst? Oh, um, my worst was like, what's in the chef's fridge? Wait, I don't even think I read that one. Okay, so there's this... I'm trying to find it as I describe it. But there's this um, article in the um, the last night's... Whatever, not last night. The Thursday night goop that was like an interview with... Oh, the guy from Olmstead. The guy yeah. from... Yeah. And it was like, what's in your fridge? And like a chef's night off. Like what does he cook on his night off? And it was like not... Um, it wasn't like there were no recipes or anything. It was just like he was like, oh, I go to this like fancy restaurant. And then he was like, what's in my fridge? And he's like, oh, uh, let me think. Champagne. Um, fancy chocolate. Cho- so he's like, sometimes I have fancy chocolate yeah. charcuterie. Charcuterie that my friend made. But that, it, it's like that's a stupid question to ask a chef. What do you cook on your night off? Because of course they're not going to cook on their night off. That's their one night off from cooking. Yeah, I know. They're going to fucking eat. Yeah, fancy chocolate or go out or just like, what did he say? He liked to like. 
like blow lines and and watch he, cartoons at night or something? Eat popcorn. Oh. Blow I mean, lines. I think that's code. No, he was like, because one of the things he had was fancy butter for his popcorn. Yeah. Blow okay. lines and watch cartoons. Yeah, his eggs, hot sauce, champagne, butter, and then citrus, limes for the, 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 the lines from the, am I saying this right? Limes? Limes? Yes, that is a fruit. <laughs> I feel like I kept saying limes. Limes, limes, limes. Limes from the bodega for his gin and tonic. Oh, how uh, how plebeian of him. And I'm just, give me a fucking break. It's like, I don't, why am I reading this? No, like, okay, so here's my backstory with this restaurant. Okay. I lived in this neighborhood just around the block for where this restaurant is now. I moved uh-huh. there 10 years ago, and then I moved, I guess, seven years ago. And I still think that I single-handedly started the gentrification of this neighborhood. Oh, good for you. I mean, there's good reason, good things and bad things. But when I lived there... I swear to God. I mean, it was cheap and I loved living there because I couldn't afford to live in my previous location in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, it was a quiet neighborhood. There was a, a a bunch of like Jamaican beef patty places. There was like a soul food place. There was a couple like dive bars. It was still really close to Prospect Park. It was a hidden gem of a neighborhood. I see. Um, and then the Barclays Center came, which is like where they play basketball in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And now they have this fucking Gwyneth restaurant. Mm. And... It all started because of me. So, I'm sure you did. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. I've never gentrified anything. Uh, I do want to try it if um, I'm going back to New York over Christmas. So hopefully that would be actually a fun, nice restaurant to go to. Look, I would go to any restaurant, but yeah. I just don't want to know what's in the guy's fridge. What was your worst? Uh, my worst was also a food-related one. It was that barbecue marinade article. Oh, I like that one. It was so do- It was like something out of like... Good housekeeping or something. Oh, one of these. Yeah. They literally were like, if you love wishbone Italian dressing. They were like, this is our healthy version of the wishbone. Which, and they're like, like everyone's mom used to make. I'm like, my mom, how old are you? Maybe my grandma made wishbone. No, I don't know. I didn't even know you're supposed to marinate things in salad dressing. You literally, is that what it was? It's like, you take a chicken breast and you're supposed to take Italian dressing and marinate the chicken breast in the dressing? People do it. That is, that blew my mind that people do that. I've never heard of anyone marinating meat in salad dressing. I think I've known because I read it on the bottle. I've never looked at a bottle of wishbone salad dressing. Okay, well. And I do not want to make a goop approved version of it. And I, okay. Oh, and then the other ones were like chipotle and like tamari and gin. It was just so boring and like sad. I just pictured a, like me like alone with like one uh, chicken breast, like Parker Posey and waiting for Guffman when she's barbecuing the one like chicken wing and like combining all these ingredients and then just like putting it in the oven i don't know it was very sad that sounds like me but like <laughs> that would be good like, i'd be like oh i'm so proud of myself i made this little tamari ginger thing oh uh, i guess wait I'm... hang on what is sad about it you so you imagine a person cooking for themselves and eating food <laughs> maybe it's not just the mar- i think marinating is a little sad because it's like i don't know it just seems it's not necessary i would rather have a spice rub and just throw it on the grill and it's done rather than like, like the whole idea of taking a chicken breast. I know you're looking at me like I'm insane and like putting like stuff on it and then like putting it back in the fridge and like a Tupperware and just like letting raw chicken sit there for a few hours, just in the hope that like it'll permeate the chicken breast like a quarter of an inch. Like it's still not going to, it's not like marinating makes the flavor go through the whole chicken breast. That's insane. It makes it taste good. I don't think it makes a difference. Okay. If I, if I, cooked a plain chicken breast 
without anything on it, and then afterwards poured some wishbone dressing on it, it would be exa- it would just it would be exactly the same. Well, it's not one and you're not done after you marinate something. Marinades are good. I like marinated things. You have to marinate for a long time, Brian. You can't just put it in there. It's not like 10 minutes. The only marinade I believe actually makes a difference is if you marinate in yogurt because it has the acid to like make the What um, about if you have lemon tender? in it? Oh, I guess lemon is acidic. I think it's just the wishbone thing threw me off and it was like oh, really insulting that they assumed that we all grew up eating like chicken glazed in wishbone dressing. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's like, oh, the wishbone that our moms used and to make. And you know, Blythe like, Danner never what, fucking that's made. like what I'm saying. It was, yeah. mom didn't make shit Come with on. wishbone. Just the idea. It, it's that I know the shape of that dressing. I don't know why. Maybe I had a bad experience with wishbone growing up and I've like blocked it out of my mind. It really like triggered something in me. I think we used to get it sometimes. I remember, you know what dressing my parents would have was that original Caesar dressing that had like the 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 picture of the guy who invented caesar salads on it is it in that glass yeah it's like yeah. a glass like caesar cardini and it's like a it's like a triangle no i think it was like a round but maybe it was a triangle it's kind of i know what you're talking about yeah. my, my parents still have it all oh the really time. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like a tall glass bottle but it's like kind of triangle shape yeah and yeah. you would have i think it was like very classy in the 80s yeah and now it's just like shit yeah well because and that we've talked about the crouton craze of the 80s before too i know because we we had croutons yeah oh my god that was you just literally had like lettuce like romaine lettuce which was the fanciest lettuce you could buy Mm -hmm. the bottled caesar dressing and just like a shitload of croutons that was a salad salad was great Mm -hmm. and then when i was really little we just had the green like craft parmesan cheese mm-hmm. but then sometime during my childhood we up i think when the 80s turned to the 90s yeah. you upgraded to like the shredded one from the grocery store yeah I now get the, that's I, a salad i still get the shredded from it's the good, grocery yeah. store it's good um wow that was a trip down memory lane it sure was what else uh okay what was your craziest or saddest oh, or whatever my craziest was there was this article in one of them that was like a what to wear when you're working out. It was like oh, a yeah. sportswear thing. And they were like, these pants, this sports bra, da, 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 this tennis skirt. And the picture for the tennis skirt is like an upskirt picture of a woman jumping spread eagle over the camera. <laughs> so it's just like a picture of her vagina in like because it has like shorts under it so it's like a picture of her vagina with like a skirt around it could you in... could you click and order a jade egg if you clicked on her I vagina know, i feel like if you like zoom in really close <laughs> yeah. you see a jade egg coming out and you're like ah two for one uh i did not notice that it, i tend to not notice uh pictures of vaginas i well it's very strange i mean you don't see a, a vagina yeah, it's well, covered, but that I is was, a weird angle like what is with you women i understand and every once in a while they'll do that they'll have a picture that's just insane that's like i still i mean that picture because they always tweet about that article um about anal sex i think it probably gets a lot of hits yeah because the goop twitter account literally like retweets it every day and they have that black and white like quote-unquote classy picture of a butt and it's one of the most disturbing images i've ever seen i know i'm trying to I want to show you this picture i wish i could show it to everybody who's listening because it's like Uh, very gross oh yeah i see it oh yeah she's like Oh yeah, it's so it's it's coming a little bit. It's coming from underneath, and it's coming like a little bit from behind. A little bit. So it's like like taint angle. Yeah. Uh, and then she's wearing like yeah this tennis skirt with like bike shorts, but it's like an old. It's like if anyone watched tennis in the eighties or nineties, they would wear those like 
it, they look like vertical blinds. Yeah. Um, Which are cool. I like the sure. skirt. I think. I can't really see it. You can't really see it because you're just seeing a, a tank. Yeah. Um, and it's how much money? Oh, $125, which is a, a bargoon for Goop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is a very weird. I wonder if that poor model was like, I finally made it. I booked a Goop campaign. And then you just see like the under her undercarriage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sad did you, for her. Did you know that a woman's taint is called a vagina? I thought a taint is between. Sorry, this is gross. Well, luckily, we have the expletive. Uh, We're explicit. If your kids are listening, cover their ears. A taint is it's between the vagina and is the butt. Is it your taint? Your taint? Your balls? And it taint your. But no, it's the little strip be- between your balls and your butt. Yeah, and on a woman, it's between your butt and your vagina. But your vagina and your butt are really close. So a taint, the women have a very small taint, I guess. As, I mean, the area that you saw, there's a vagina there. Is all I'm saying. Okay, are you familiar with Kevin Smith's Twitter account? Yes. He. Oh, he likes his wife's taint. Yeah, so that's why I know that women have taints because from Kevin Smith's. Taint. Wait, he's like her brown. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> he's like, like, like my even ten years later, my dick is still ruled by my woman's like brown and taint. It was the it's, least. It was. He's, I mean, he's like a disgusting person just for his movies, but he, I mean, he should be like chemically castrated for this tweet. It was oh the most God. disgusting thing. Sorry, that is really off topic, mm. but I just want. I mean. I don't, I don't know, but it seems like there's probably a strip of skin somewhere. There is a strip of skin. It's not just one large <laughs> <Yeah>. opening. <laughs> but I just feel like the area that we saw, vagina is there. Okay. That's, all, that's my but only yes, point. Yes, let's, let's, I really am feeling uncomfortable talking about this. This? But we talk about this stuff all the time. Okay, yeah. Okay, Brian, let's Sorry, on. I'm a I prude. Am I doing something wrong? No, it's great. Okay. Um, wow, okay. Whew. Uh... I had one that's not going to be as interesting as that. <laughs> this this was, I don't know if it, it's not that crazy. It's sort of sad. It's just like, it was the one sort of like goopy thing in this whole fucking issue, which was an article about silencing your inner critic as a woman. Oh yeah, that was boring. It was pretty boring. Um, the one part that I thought was a little crazy, but also a little fun was, so they had, they talked about, you know, why women are, have like a lot of self doubt and the patriarchy and competition and blah, blah, blah. I would say not just women have self doubt, men do, whatever. This is part of their new thing where they pretend that they're like super, super feminist, feminist, but they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um. So, uh, and then finally, after reading you know a hundred thousand words on this, they say like, how do you quiet your inner critic? So it seemed like a meditation thing. Like you can't stop your inner critic from happening. You just have to like accept that it is and then respond to it. So you're supposed to like name and notice your inner critic. And then step two, which I think is pretty funny, is you're supposed to create a persona for your inner critic. And it says, take a character from film or literature that fits your inner critic's personality or make up your own imagined character to personify your inner critic. Then when you hear those inner critic thoughts, see them as coming from this character. This brings some humor and helps us take its judgments less seriously. It also helps us remember this voice it's not the core of us, but just one of many voices within us. Yeah, I think that's good advice to be like, I have more than just this like negative thought. Yeah, what did do, do you have a character from literature in mind that Oh, it has to be like a character from literature? Well, that's what it says. From film or literature, or you can make up your own. I don't really get what a character would be as your critic. Like the only one I can think of is like the critic. The John Lovitz character. Uh, mine would be um, like Monique and Precious. Oh, like, like a mean lady. A yeah. Mean, yeah. I was thinking the comic book guy from The Simpsons. I don't know okay. why I'm thinking animated characters. 
It can be any character. I think I'm, yeah, or like who's a mean, I don't know. Maybe well, I would the make up my who own. Says the self, but I don't know that that helps me to imagine. Like, but then it's coming from you. I feel like that would be weird to be like Monique is in me, yelling is at part me. of me, and it's like one of many voices. Do you have many voices? I feel like I just have one voice. I have one voice, but I understand what they're saying. Where it's like sometimes like my mood means I'm feeling yeah, yeah, self doubt, yeah. and it's like I'm having negative thoughts. I don't consider that to be like another voice. Yeah, the more I think of the, about this, the less I understand what they're saying. When you have a negative thought, just imagine a famous character <laughs> saying the negative thought to you, which makes it worse because then a celebrity is making fun of you. Yeah, or maybe like a Philip Truman Capote. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Truman Capote. That would be a fun one. I don't know. But those would all freak me out. I mean, the only person... And do you have to like try to do the impression or just in your head i guess well you can think any impression yeah, you just can't do it ah <laughs> uh, the rub that's why we're not on snl <laughs> no because i'm just i can only think them <laughs> <laughs> um interesting oh willy wonka that'd be a good one that would be scary yeah that would be terrifying if like if stephen king's it oh my god <laughs> Oh, did you see the trailer for the new It movie? Yes. I have so not good. been this excited for a movie in so long. And it's only going to be half of the book. They're only doing the kid part. Oh, good. So they're going to do a sequel. Ha- Whoa, okay. Have you read the book? No. I, I remember I got the book from the library when I was in fifth grade, and I started reading it, and then I think my mom made me take it back to the library. It's like, yeah, I didn't finish it. I want to read it, though, now. I'm going to go back and read it, I guess. But it's just like, I think all the adult stuff is kind of boring. I... I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm a big Stephen King fan. They're just all these, um, I don't think I am either. Well, I am. I like some Stephen King He's books. no Christopher Pike. No one. There's only one. That is the Pike. greatest horror. I, I was so mad. Sorry, this is, again, off topic. Anyone who's our age loves Christopher Pike, obviously. Yeah. The greatest young adult horror novelist ever. Fucking R.L. Stein was on, like, the New York Times book review podcast. Oh, really? Slinging his shit goosebumps garbage. Wait, his for kids still, or did he write? Yeah, ones? no, he writes like kids. There's like goosebumps, and there's even one for littler kids. Those are not fucking scary. Why is Christopher Pike not being interviewed? Why does Christopher Pike not have a Pulitzer Prize? Why can't he get this like nostalgia thing that yeah. everyone moron gets? And yeah, I remember um, when I was a kid, R.L. Stein came out with a book for adults, and I saw a magazine a magazine ad for it. I can't remember what it was called, but it just said he scared the hell out of your kids. Now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, I, I never, I read like a couple R.L. Stein books, but they were just not scary or good. Yeah. Christopher Pike, because there was danger, they there was sexy, sex. Yeah, very hot. So heavy. great. And if you're like 12 or 13, because these the characters in his books are like 16 or 17. Yeah, it was like, yeah, and it was always like, there's always some girl putting on a ribbed sweater yeah, cause, and getting in some kind of trouble with a guy in a red convertible, totally. basically. Because most, I feel like most young adult books are like, okay, the kids that like to read are nerds, so our protagonists are going to be nerds. But what most authors don't understand is nerdy kids love to read about cool girls. You want to read about cool girls who are like less cool and nicer than any real cool girl, yeah. but like you don't realize Yeah, that. you think they're so cool. And like that was Christopher Pike's genius, is he got nerdy kids to like fantasize about being like cool, sexually active girls. Yeah, when it's like the cool, sexually active girls were like not as pretty as the, te- Probably as the not, Christopher yeah. Pike characters. And it's like, you could be that girl. Oh. And you could get chased around by your like slasher, your killer boyfriend. I know. God, whatever. If Christopher Pike is listening or if any of his heirs are listening, hit it's, us up. Yeah. I don't, what happened to him? Was he real? Was he one of those, oh, you it, know? 
I don't know. It might have been a student. It might have been a whole bevy of people. Well, because sometimes isn't it just like a factory or something? Yeah, where they like just the like, Hardy Boys books or yeah. Nancy Drew. I think he at least probably started off as a real person. They all start off as one guy. He had a real authorial voice. He did. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Christopher Pike. Read, I would say, Remember Me is a great one. Last Act is a great one. Did he write The Perfume? Or no, Venom? The Perfume. I don't know The Perfume. The Perfume was about this like type of perfume that turns you evil. Oh, maybe. And it makes you like the sexy seductress. That and sounds it, you, like it. And like I think you kill people or something if you do it. And then he definitely wrote, what's the one about the girl who hung herself in college? Oh, God, it's been so long. Was that, there's like Chain Letter? Slumber I party. Remember. I forget what the. I remember one. Um, a girl put uh, ground up glass in another girl's hamburger mm. and made her eat it. And then there was one where um, a disabled boy gets pushed into a pit of lava. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have. Heard that. That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, Christopher Pike. Very good. Uh, yeah. Wow. I am really uh, losing it here today. We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, where are we? We are we at try thing you would try what would you try i would try um the oily so or whatever the hell it's called oilio oh, oleo e so it's some italian shit yeah they have this um um lip balm that's like hot pink and jean someone was like and asked jean asked her what to do for natural makeup and she said natural looking makeup isn't about color it's about texture and I think that's so true because it's like the dewy glow that's the natural like that's what she wanted it's yeah. not about wearing like stuff that's like not too bright it's sheer and she's like you can put it on your cheeks you put it on your lips I keep it everywhere it's like the non-makeup makeup and it's hot pink but it like makes every skin tone look good and I was like she's right I can see it I can feel it I'm gonna buy this I totally it. it was really I yeah I don't know much about makeup but it sounded a little counterintuitive, but I get it that like you're not to try to make it look like you don't wear makeup. You don't necessarily just want to wear a flat tone. Yeah. Um, this hot pink one. And she was like any. Yeah. And I, it seems like one of those, those shades would, that would look good on pretty much anyone. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Jean strikes again. Always. How about you? Uh, I would try. What was it? Oh, you know what I would try? So there was this article that was just like they have it every once in a while, like two snack ideas to make healthier or whatever. Uh-huh. And there was one, and these were like two different like vegan cookbook authors that provided a recipe. This was one called, it was a salted caramel date shake. And I, I love making date shakes. So usually how I would do it is, um, take like three dates, uh, a frozen banana, um, some almond milk, and then like a ton of cinnamon. Mm. Um, and then just blend it up. I think, yeah, I think that's all I use. Oh, and then like a scoop of almond butter. Yeah, almond um, butter yeah, makes yeah. every um, smoothie better. Which is really good. It tastes like a milkshake, and you feel like it's a little bit healthier than a milkshake. It's way healthier. I guess. But this one is even healthier, and it seems like a nice summer version of a date shake if you want it lighter. So there's no banana. There's no cinnamon, which is interesting. There's no almond butter. It's just dates with coconut milk, and then vanilla extract, sea salt, lemon juice, and then ice. So it's not a traditional date shake. It's interesting that they call it salted caramel. So I guess that's the salt and the vanilla make it taste like caramel. I guess. Um, but it seems like a nice uh, light. I mean, you still got the, the coconut milk, but um, but oh, yeah, without the nut butter. Coconut milk yeah, yeah. really gets you. Yeah, that full fat coconut milk. 
Yeah, this is ooh, a lot of saturated fat in it. But yeah, just the sea salt and the lemon makes it sound lighter and refreshing. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. That's like what I think of as like one of my healthy things. Like I'll make a smoothie with like a frozen banana. It's it's so much sugar. It is it's healthier. It's like a whole banana and then like the dates themselves are just like pure sugar. Oh, I don't put dates in it. Uh, but I make one. It's like a frozen banana, frozen blueberries, kale or spinach oh, or something, okay. well, yeah. and then like milk and I usually put like a spoonful of almond butter in it too. Sure. Well, that's just a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh, so it's just because the dates. Yeah, the dates are like what makes it like a milk. Like it's they're so sugary and sweet. sweet. It like tastes like ice cream. Um, they're really good, and they last. You can buy a tub of them at Trader Joe's, and they last forever in your fridge. They get a little hard, but oh, that was the other good tip because dates will get hard in your fridge if they're a little old. She said, soak them in like five minutes in uh, like boiling water, Mm -hmm. and they they plump right up. How do you do? You just put a whole date in it. Do you have to peel it? No, you don't have to peel it. You oh, you take off. You take out the seed. You cut it in half? I just usually dive in with my finger and pluck the... Because they're, they're chewy. So you just sort of take the pit out. Okay. Um, and then, I, yeah, I'll rip them in half. But you don't even... Like, I have um, I have a Vitamix, so it's like a pretty cool blender. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you don't really... You can just sort of... As long as you take the pit out, that's all you need to do. I don't think I've ever eaten... Except for... I've only eaten like bacon wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. A date. Uh, but yeah, try them. Put them in your smoothie. Uh, that combination with the cinnamon because they're like also like a desert it's like a thing that you get on the way to Palm Springs mm-hmm. there's like supposed to be I've never been but there's supposed to be like a famous date shake oh, really? place in the desert and that, that's where they're, they're known for all these like they grow date trees or whatever in the desert oh really yeah didn't know that um, that's cool but yeah it's a California delicacy uh, what would you buy? I would buy The RMS Beauty Palette. What's that? Um, it, they've been talking about this forever, and I know I've talked about it before. It's this $44 palette from RMS Beauty, which is like this clean beauty line or whatever, um, that I guess this woman whose initials are RMS, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, um, oh, her last name is Swift, which okay. I just remember because I, I was reading it, and they kept calling her Swift, and I was like, wait, Taylor, what? Weird. Um she like worked in the cosmetics industry. Then she went to the doctor, got a blood test and he was like, your blood is full of toxins. Do you work in the cosmetic industry? And she was like, yes, I do. So she created this clean line. That's the story. And they make this palette. That's just like this really sheer, um, these two sheer bombs that you can use on your cheek or your lip, which is like, that's what I want to get back into. I think stuff that you can use on your cheeks or your lips is like the most feminine, amazing shit in the world. Like Mm. I love tints and I love things that can go on both. Um, so it has like two of those, a bronzer, which I think would be weird because I think it's like a cream and I've never used a cream bronzer. They, you put it on like with your finger, but I would try it. And then a highlighter, which I would never use. And then, uh, um, like just a clear like um like vanilla lip balm. Okay. And it just seems really cool. It's forty four dollars. It looks like really compact. Oh yeah, and that has all of those in one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that woman I remember I didn't I skimmed that article because it was like makeup and I was sort of bored. Yeah. But uh she seemed like a real she was a little, let's say, more mature than the average goop person. I don't you know. mean older? Yeah, she seemed I don't I know. know. I I think the average goop person is like Oh, yeah. Old. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't like the picture. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't even remember what she looked like. But that wasn't the person that 
That wasn't RMS. Oh, it wasn't? That, no, those were her clean beauty swaps. So maybe oh. it was her, but I don't know. But it was, I don't know who it was, but that was, there were a bunch of products that she was Got selling. it. Um, well, the thing I would buy uh, actually doesn't come from Goop at all. What? It comes from one of our listeners. What? Who reached out on Instagram. Uh, his name's Jordan. Thank you. Okay. You know how we talked about, or you uh, talked about that tote that you we're thinking of buying me, but you yes. weren't going to buy me. So uh, he found uh, an alternative to the Goop tote bag. Um, and it's from Hudson Grace, which is a company based in San Francisco. And it's this beautiful big tote bag for $45 on sale. Jordan. So I think I'm going to get it. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Jordan. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, you so should get it. I, I think I'm definitely going to. Uh, I'm, yeah, I want to. $45? It's not bad. I should That's just get it right now. $1 more than the RMS Beauty um, That's true. Palette. You should get that. We'll both spend $45. Uh, but yeah, if any of our other listeners have like uh, affordable alternatives to Goop products, let us, let know, us know. And we want to share it to every- share it with everyone. Yeah, because I, we've just been buying stuff from Goop that yeah, we can't afford. We have, I'm getting in trouble. We're going to be homeless very I'm soon. I'm fucked. <laughs> Please uh, but yeah, thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Uh, cool. All right. So that is it for another episode of Goop Yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Reach out. Uh, I just learned about like private messages on Instagram, which is exciting. Ooh, very exciting. Tag us in things. Follow us. I don't know what's going on. We're old. Um, you know, on the internet. What's our Instagram? It's uh, Instagram is just at Goop Yourself, and then Twitter is at Goop Yourself Pod. At Goop Yourself, at Goop Yourself Pod. All right. Uh, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.